If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, May 11th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the game playing, roller skating, marathon running, Janet Garcia. Yo, what's good? Nothing much. How are you? I'm good. I can't help but notice that you're not blessing, but you know, we'll it's make it we, uh, you know what I mean? That's the, it's not a lot of people are going to call it out. You and I are not afraid to call it out that it's weird that you and I are doing this. I love it. Mm. I love mm. doing shows with you, but usually, you and I not not this combo. We're not, you know, we're not the combo for this. Blessing is doing something that's embargoed right now. So I get to come in and host with you, which is great. I have given, you know, we changed the whole way we do PS I Love You XOXO available each and every Friday on YouTube.com slash kind of any games. So I don't get to say the marathon running thing anymore. You know what I mean? I changed how I do that. So it's nice yeah, to yeah. be here. And I here's the thing, Janet. Oh, sorry, Bear Courtney on the ones and twos, what you got? I also can't help but know like y'all can't see it, but I'm also wearing the same kind of funny sweater as Janet is. And nice. Greg, I can't help but notice you didn't wear it. Now, all nice. right. So you know what? For the record, there's a lot to unpack. And I don't mind stopping the entire show to unpack it. As we've said many a time, if you're a PS I Love You watcher, you know. Jan and I, same fucking person. So yesterday, Jan and I hosted a taped segment for the USC Games Expo. You can watch it tomorrow, IGN, 3.30 p.m. or twitch.tv slash USC Games, where we will run through six of the games made in the program that are amazing. We will look at all these demos and talk about it, talk over them. I wore the sweatshirt there. Janet mm -hmm. texted me beforehand and said, what are you wearing? I said, I'm wearing a kind of funny sweatshirt. She said, which one? I'm wearing one too. And she was wearing the other one. All right. So today that shirt is dirty. Benjamin puked on it last night. You know what I mean? I wore it around all week, then all day, and then he puked on it. So don't get on my, don't get in my face about it, boss baby. All right. I'm going to get in your face about, you know, anything that the CEO junior sees fit. Oh, I did think yeah. about this when I put this on this morning because I'm like, it's yeah, it's me as Greg yesterday. Because actually before, like when I texted you, I hadn't decided, like I, I wanted to just wear a sweater because that's just what I normally wear. And yeah. I wanted to wear this sweater because this is, I think this might be my favorite of our recent batch. I do like the cropped for the look, but I feel like sure. this is like the, the one I, I see myself wear, I end up wearing the most often. Maybe it's because it's a crew neck and not a hoodie. Sure, sure. Um, but I was going to wear this, but I'm like, I feel like this is probably what Greg is wearing. And I like matching. You know, I like a matching moment. But when it's yeah. something that's like outside of us, it seems like we tried to match. And then I'm like, I, I didn't, though. I just was, you know, so that's why I wore the, the other one. Here's, but then I was like, today I can be the real me, which is really just you in a different just, font. <laughs> <laughs> the italicized Greg Miller. Here's where I wanted to test you. All right. Because I've had a wave of nostalgia. I was upstairs getting my coffee. You know how your brain just wanders? A wave of nostalgia. Can you guess what I was nostalgic about today? It's about video games. Is it PlayStation? It, well, it's a general video game thing. The Sims? You tweeted no. about that. So I tweeted about SimCity yesterday. That's A general video game thing. Wired controllers. <laughs> what? Wired controllers? Fuck no. Jesus, uh, were you nostalgic know. about Pong? No, no. No, no. I was nostalgic for midnight console launches. Morning oh, coffee. I was just struck because I think we're talking about we're going to talk about you know Switch and how people you know what comes next and yada yada yada. And like I was sitting there, I was like, man. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't miss it in terms of like I would, I'd want to do it right now as a 39 year old. No, I don't want to go wait in line. It's much cooler. I mean, first off, it's much cooler 
to have our lives where you know the console is shipped to us weeks ahead of time <laughs> yes. that's, that's pretty fucking awesome thank you everybody but it's also cooler i think just to click the button and have it delivered to your door and not to worry about it or whatever but then i was sitting there i'm just like man playstation 2 the wii just sitting out there talking to fellow people being excited about something reading your magazine those were the days a simpler time barrett you were a baby mm, sure thank you <laughs> we all were except for you you were like 30 already for some reason yeah i, I, don't talk about I didn't have the pleasure of console launches i just got hand-me-downs yeah exactly right i was too i was too broke for the console launches um but then I, I went in the other direction where now i have like the privilege of like i got the ps5 early and that was very cool um yeah. and that was awesome is like fi like actually getting because console early is like that hits so much different than like a code like a code's much sure. easier and widespread than than a console so that was cool hopefully that happens with the you know ps5 2 or psx or ps5 x or whatever yeah whatever whatever ends up being raj former in the chat says i only went to one the playstation 4 launch it was very sad and boring experience i was listening to beyond hoping to find a fellow nerd everyone was there just to scalp <laughs> and that's that's the modern day that's the modern day i wouldn't know anything about that i went to you new york and got my playstation 4 out. and they engraved it with my name on it so it was great i don't know anything about what happened to you but i digress ladies and gentlemen let's talk about how Jan and I are going to argue about the best game at the Nintendo Indie World. PlayStation doubling down on keeping their first-party games off PlayStation Plus day and date and Nintendo's concern about life after Switch. We're going to cover all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the post-show we do each and every weekday and let me tell you we have a humdinger of a special one today ladies and gentlemen over on the subreddit a little man a little boy a young person named jorge wrote in and said i've applied for a job they need me it's in the video game industry but they've asked me to make a video game my own gaming resume to prove that i know things about games what has everybody got they were like there's no idea that's that it can be creative it can be whatever you want what's the creative idea everybody has and so the subreddit started chiming in and i said full stop Jorge, come on the post show tomorrow. We will interview you for it. This can be your thing. You just send them a published video on uh, YouTube from Kind of Funny, and you'd be like, bam, this is how it is because it's a marketing job. So, bam, we're going to bring Jorge in here and talk to him about that for like 10 minutes afterwards, and that'll be your post show. Uh, of course, though, if you went there to listen to that on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you could also listen to the Gamescast. We're recording it this afternoon. You can listen to it live before it goes anywhere else. It would be great. It would be fun. You'd have a good time. But if you got no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. Of course, you can watch for free at youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com. You can listen on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Of course, you get ads. You can't write in. You'd have no fucking idea who Jorge is. Is that really the life you want to live? Can you sit there right now in your car? Can you sit there right now eating lunch at in the break room and be like, I don't give a fuck about Jorge. Is that who you are? I don't think that's who you are. You're kind of funny Jorge, best friend. You honestly, want to support I hate Jorge. my life right now. By the way, Barrett, I forgot to prep you for Jorge. Do you have a three-person setup? If not, we could just do the – I could turn out – Janet, don't worry we'll figure it out. It, don't we'll worry about it, it. I'm not worried. Barrett's you. Barrett, everybody. You know what I mean? And I see in the chat, too cute to cozy says we love Jorge. <laughs> Little Caesar says we're all Jorge. That's right. Driving your car right now, having a good time listening to this, thinking you don't need to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. On the other side of that paywall is a little boy or a little man. I don't know why I said that. Name Jorge, and he needs your help, ladies and gentlemen. I digress. Uh, there's all that to do. And then, of course, you can be watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games for free. If you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we 
can set the record straight for everybody watching later on all the platforms I just listed. And let us not forget the Epic Game Store. You can use the creator code kind of funny whenever you buy something on the Epic Game Store. If you're using the creator code kind of funny, we get a few bucks tossed away by old Epic. And you might say, I hate PCs. I'd never use the Epic Game Store. Well, when you're playing Fortnite on your Switch, when you're playing Rocket League on your PlayStation, when you're playing anything else that uses the Epic Creator Code, you can use the kind of funny code there and help us out. There's a lot of energy there, Janet. I'm feeling good about this episode. Yeah, I'm good. ready to be a part of it. Let's go. Now, We're Janet, now. You, you, you have a very specific energy. Have you ever noticed that? No, I'm afraid to ask. What is what? No, it's just like, you know, like I'm like fucking just screaming and yelling and just shoving Mm -hmm. all the words I can in every breath. Like I'm going to die in two or three seconds. You're much more meter. You sit there. You think, what's that like? What's that like to have a thought in your head before you say it? Because I wouldn't know anything about it. Honestly, I spend most of my mental energy here on content. And when I leave, I am but a shell of myself. Like I have no no thoughts. Just great. Good pizza. Great pizza. The game that I'm playing on Switch. Um. I did lightly prep for this show by um, yelling at Isaiah about the switch in the kitchen. And I was like, getting very animated and I'm like, I'm getting ready to do the show with Greg. You know, I'm like really just going for it. Like for no reason at like nine in the morning. But yeah, we'll get there. Housekeeping for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got up early. So you have to show us some love. Go watch our Nintendo Indie World reactions. They're up right now on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, like I said, tomorrow over on IGN or twitch.tv slash USC games, the USC games expo is happening at 3.30 p.m. Beforehand, there's some guy named Jeff Keeley doing some stuff. I don't know. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about what he's doing. But at 3.30 uh, Pacific time, Jan and I take over to show you uh, six games that are pretty gosh darn awesome and walk you through it. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Anonymous and Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by Me Undies and Credit Karma, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> time for some news. Seven items on the Roper Report. Uh, Baker's. Dozen. Now, side note before we get started. You said good pizza, great pizza. And I thought you meant like, you, it was just a comment of like, oh, well, you know how like all pizzas either, it, it's mm-hmm. good no matter what kind. That's an actual game you just linked in chat that you're actually yep. playing on Switch where you build pizzas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it's this awesome. good? It's good. It's great. It's good pizza. Great pizza. I really like it. And other people do as well. Um, like I tweeted about it. Apparently it hit iOS like a while ago. So people uh-huh. were like, oh, yeah, I played it on my phone. And I loved it there. So I'm sure it's great on Switch as well. Uh, yeah, it's, it is it is what it sounds like. You're running a pizza shop. There's someone across the street in a Bob's Burger style fashion who hates you. Oh, no. And is also running a pizza shop. You know, you're trying to like you're, you're putting down the sauce. When all the orders come in. Um, yeah, you put the pepperoni in. Sometimes they want it sliced a certain way. Some Is it like Diner Dash? Not sliced right. at all. Like I got to go fast and there's like orders piling up. And You do have to go fast, but it's not go quite fast. as chaotic. It is like, it is not quite as chaotic as like Diner Dash or like um, Cook Serve Delicious. It's like a lot. Okay. It's a lot more like, it's like one thing at a time, but it takes a while to do this stuff. And you do have a meter that's winding down. And at a certain point, like I accidentally bought all the ingredients and I like couldn't keep playing. Like I had to, I had to save scum it. I had to shut down, <laughs> close out the software because like I couldn't get all the, all the ingredients in fast enough. Cause when you do it, they judge you. They'll be like, oh, this is, uh, the, the pepperoni is not very spaced out here. And I'm like, well, okay. look, man, the clock was ticking. Then the oven's really slow. You can pay to like speed it up or you can buy a fancy oven, but that's $150. I have some days this pizza shop i'm only pulling like 30 dollars in profits you know by the time rent hits one time i got robbed like, so it's like it was a, full a whole simulation thing you got to worry about oh yeah and you can like buy stuff like the oh, the video version if you're watching the video version like it's all decked out like it starts out really empty so like the only thing i bought so far was um a neon sign that looks like a cat uh which admittedly i probably should have waited 
to buy that. Like I, there's so many other things I needed to buy. Um, but yeah, I'm grinding away at it. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think it has like a formal credit role. You know, I love to add to like my list of games I beat, but I'll sure. just not care about that or I'll count it if I like unlock all the stuff or something. But yeah, like, oh man, I didn't even know, spoilers, I didn't even know you get to three pizzas. Like this is, this is, this is news to me. Some people order multiple pizzas. Anyway, this is like, I'm bringing the post-show energy to the current show. Let's talk this about games. This is kind of funny games about. daily. These people love us hanging out and they love Jorge. All right, don't worry about about it all right all right you're downloading it you should download it. it's on sale right now too it's like six no, no, it's already done don't worry there it is it's going okay, down. let me know honestly start like like i expect some like pizza screenshots like this will be like our you know how we talk about like story games just talk about like the pizza orders like you know sure. people will come up and then people order in the weirdest ways too there'll be like a everything but not sausage with sausage i'm like what do you want what, and there's also a button for that where you can be like, I'm sorry, what? Like, I can't understand what you're saying. And they'll just gotcha. tell you what it is. But anyway. See, I'm, yeah. oh, I'm loading the Switch up. Uh, and we're going to talk about Nintendo. So this is a great segue for this uh, trip I got coming up next week, right? And nice. I got that. I got that. Uh, um, I can't read it in reverse. But the Urmogawi, the the mm. the photography game we were talking about on PS. I love you. But I digress. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, number one on the Roper Report. Let's talk about the best game at Nintendo Indie World. Of course, this morning, like I said, Nintendo Indie World popped off a 7 a.m. Pacific stream showing 20 independent games that are coming to the Nintendo Switch platform and other platforms uh, at some point. Uh, things came out as soon as today and then are as far out as 2023. I'm going to read through the 20 games just like that, Janet, all right? And then we can mm -hmm. double back and talk about highlights and argue about which was the number one game of the showcase, sure. okay? Yeah. So they started with Ooblets. That's coming to Switch this summer. Uh, while I'm here, I'll talk about the fact that, of course, that's already been out for a while. The official press release reads, Glumberland announced that during the Nintendo Indie World Showcase that they're uh, creature collecting life sim ooblets will be arriving on the Nintendo Switch this summer. This also marks uh, when the game will be leaving, game preview on Xbox, and early access on Epic Game Store. Ooblets has grown immensely since its early access release in summer of 2020 with new regions, ooblets, crops, story content, and many quality of life updates already released for early access players. Now with its 1.0 release, whether players have played during early access period or waited patiently, the developers are excited for players to experience the full breadth of ooblets. The 1.0 release of Ooblets will include everything previously released, as well as multiple new locations to visit, new quests, and new conclusion to the game's main storyline. So, Ooblets switched this summer, but also if you've been playing on Early Access, Epic Games, or Xbox, full release 1.0. I digress. Then back to it. They showed Batoria Lost Haven. That's coming in the fall. Uh, Elected. I don't know. That's not the right. Is that really what it was called? Elected, yes. Yeah, okay. Elected. This summer. It's one of those things I write it down during the show and then I mean to fact check. Oh, we're right. going to talk about why it's called Elected because so, I got feelings. Soundfall is out today right now. Uh, you can get on that. That's also one that's on Switch, but everything else as well. Uh, Wild Frost is a cute little like inscription kind of game. It's coming out holiday on PC and Switch. Uh, totally accurate battle simulators coming out this summer to Switch. Gunbrella stole hearts and minds that's coming in 2023 to switch um we are ofk was shown that's coming to switch playstation 5 playstation 4 and pc this year um you know i'm sorry not even this year this summer uh then uh, uh Silt, yeah, uh, is coming to June. It's a limbo looking ass game. Uh, names, the showcase. Yeah, there were some names for sure. <laughs> Mini Motorways is out right now. Uh, that was a game that came to Apple Arcade that I really enjoyed. Uh, Wayward Strands coming out July 21st. Cult of the Lamb is coming in 2022. Another Crab's Treasure is coming in 2023. This is coming to Switch and PC. Then there was a montage of games coming out, including One Shot World Machine Edition, uh, Gibbon Beyond Trees. Yeah, Gibbon Beyond Trees. I just I have that on my Switch already. It's out right now. Uh, Idle Manager is coming out August 25th, which I'm stoked about because I was playing that on PC and enjoying myself. But who's going to play on PC? 
PC without a Steam Deck. Uh, Card Shark is coming out in June, but a demo released today. Cursed Golf is coming this summer. Cursed 2 Golf is coming this summer. We played that on uh, Twitch recently. It's fun. Uh, a Guidebook of Babel is coming this fall. And then Opus something. I got to open my email and get you the official one. Opus coming. really long. Uh, Echo of Star Song. Full blue. It was one of those that was so long, I couldn't write it down, look at the game, and get it done in the montage space. But those yeah. are the 20 games that they announced out there. All interesting, all exciting. But Janet, where do you want to begin? Don't give me your pick what the game best was. Or don't reveal okay. it. You can talk about them in any order. But I want to know what piqued your interest from this list of games. Sure. Um, a lot of things did. I first want to shout out um, Ooblets for finally leaving early access. That has been a long process. And obviously making games is very hard. But for context, I've been following this game since before I decided to pursue this career. Let, this, let that set in. Now, granted, I've had like a pretty... It's short career so far. I feel like I started in uh, 2019, I want to say, but I first like went on YouTube in like 2017. I covered this game on my like 2017 YouTube channel with a friend. That channel's now dead. We have like separate lives. I like did like several other jobs, and now it's finally all coming here to like being out. And I was like, man, this is like, and it, it is funny like watching showcases like this, especially indie ones where. Because they're indie games, they are more it's more likely that people like haven't heard of them, even if yeah. the game has been out on other platforms. And I definitely had that moment with a couple games where I'm like, this looks cool. Like a Lekhead looks really cool. Um that game I think is currently already available on PC. And I'm like, it came out last year, and I was like, Oh, I I wish someone told me, like it looked totally up my alley, I would have played it. Um, but with Ooblets, I'm like, I don't have that feeling at all. I'm like, this is like I I I am incapable of not having known this game. You know what I mean? Like I lived in this the game. Storm, remember, we joked about it I on the thing. Remember, they so were one do, of the first games. Remember, who they announced that Epic Game Store exclusivity, and that was and they announced it in that really like, hey, don't be a moron kind of way, and then it blew up in their face, and everybody got really fucking mad at them. That that feels like that was 15 years ago. That feels like something I covered at IGN, but I definitely covered here at Kind of Funny. That was but three that's years. How I, I remember that. That was my first year working here. And see, that feels so long ago, but that's just how video game years feel, plus a pandemic, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, but Ooblets does seem like a great game. Um, I did play it a little bit already because I have it early access on uh, Xbox, but I wanted to wait for the full version. Um, so I'm just curious to see how that ends up shaking out. Uh, sure. Luckhead seems awesome. You know, puzzle platformer. That's up my alley. And uh, I do want to shout out, again, the interesting names here. Silt, I think, looks awesome. It looks like Abzu meets Limbo is sort of yeah. my yeah, quick yeah. thing that I got from it. Uh you know, swimming, it's sort of like very moody, it's black and white. I like the emphasis that they seem to have on the audio design, which they talked about a little bit during their kind of straight to cam, like dev conversation. And yeah, it just seems like a cool, like, I hesitate to say relaxing because it does look kind of horrific, but I don't know, like a moody, interesting, ambient thing. I also feel like we're in this interesting era of like an essay era, but like it's two games, but at this after truck to yomi i'm like there's yeah. like like black and white games are having a moment like black and white are back yeah black and white's back turn you know boot up the old tv that doesn't come in color because it won't matter um also uh and then there's other things i want to shout out but just to kind of like you know we'll kind of go back and forth i want to shout out wayward strand because as soon as i heard his name i'm like carry on my way also someone in my chat um named play jason shout out to play jason mentioned because it's um the idea is like you're 
it's a story game and you're in like this uh, floating hospital and you're sort of eavesdropping and coming to conversations and you're like a journalist and you're trying to put together this story and you know you won't get it all in one go because some things are happening simultaneously seems really cool love the narrative love the art it has like really harsh um black like outlines on all the drawings um sort of like the kind of animated look of it um but play jason in my chat pointed out that um a floating hospital terrible idea like you hit some turbulence you're like you lose an artery like i just can't is the the story that the journalist is trying to uncover is why this hospital is floating (laughs) i don't know but i'm like it's it is also funny to me though because like i didn't like bat an eye at like floating hospital i'm like that sounds that sounds good to me but yeah maybe not the best form of healthcare, but probably still better than what we have in the u.s so those are the first the first things i want to highlight very accurate. Very accurate. You get yeah, healthcare, yeah. but your hospitals have to be in, you know, space. They're in international air, right? It's, it's <laughs> there's no rules. There's no American uh, healthcare system. You can't worry about lobby, lobbyists up there. Uh, for me, the ones that stood out, Janet, uh, in no particular order, as my computer literally wigged out there and threw me away from what I wanted to see. Uh, in the, I guess, in the order that, that I talked about a moment there, I, I thought Wild Frost looked cool. This is the mm-hmm. cute inscription. The official uh, release from Nintendo read, "Wild Fo- Wild Frost is a super cute." beautifully designed deck building roguelike where players build a deck of charming companions and powerful elemental items in an attempt to take back a world that has fallen to the wild frost coming to pc and switch this year or this winter uh slay the spire fans will be right at home using their car using their card strategy and deck building skills to get that perfect run and reach the sun temple uh, i just like the art style for it i feel as a switch game that'll really work out well for me in terms of something to tinker with on uh, on the go or Greg, on the couch or whatever was, what was that um that game that launched on apple iphones on like apple grindstone art. grindstone it's got that it's got grindstone. the grindstone art style yeah. for sure it does 100%. have that art style yeah, good yeah. call yeah, that was I didn't even have to wait for you to say it because when I saw it pop up, I was like, oh, grindstone? No, this is something different, but it looks a lot like that. I like the um base building kind of they have there too, with like as you progress, like your town kind of builds up. That reminds me of like what Rogue Legacy 2 has, but it seems like it maybe it'll be a little bit more yeah. involved. Eh, probably, probably about the same involved because it seems like I would you think it was go same, and get upgrades yeah. and things like that. God. Like I like I was really like hoping Rogue Legacy 2 would be in this too today. That they'd be like drop it in there, like coming yeah, way later this one year. One thing that they didn't have was like the banger port and that's no shade to like Olekhead or these other titles that like i admittedly just haven't played yet like even you know totally accurate battle simulator is another you know port situation but i was really expecting something like hot from this year yeah to land and and that didn't end up happening i was thinking yeah maybe that maybe tunic uh uh silk song i know people have been screaming for and stuff like that it was weird i what the order of games i read you was the run of show which meant it just ended with a montage which i thought was a really weak yeah, way there was to no end. headliner you yeah, know yeah Anyways, uh, my the other game I wanted to... I have two other games to highlight, I guess. Uh, Gunbrella, which as I joked yep. joked around at the top, this is... Everybody seemed to walk away from this. From, this is coming from... Doinksoft uh, is the developer. Devolver is the developer. Wait. Doinksoft is the developer. Devolver, which I screwed up here, is the publisher. 2023. Mm-hmm. The official description reads, Take on the role of a gruff woodsman on a quest for revenge armed with the mysterious Gunbrella. In this noir punk adventure game, your investigation becomes entangled with the inner workings of ghouls and gangsters, cops and cultists and other increasingly bizarre characters in a world rapidly losing its natural resources scavenge for scraps and spare parts to upgrade your coveted weapon to glide swing dash dive and take out enemies in gritty side-scrolling combat gunbrella launches on nintendo switch next year thought this looked dope janet God, so, so you plan to stand under the gunbrella I do under my gun umbrella, Ella, Ella. Yeah, this is the. It was a good <laughs> showcase for music-related puns. Um, yeah, this does look good, and I think Devolver's been an interesting one for me because while not all the games 
quite land. I do think they go for style and intrigue in a way that I am always delighted to give their games a shot. Um, like, I think they have a good eye for picking stuff out that seems eye-catching, and hopefully it lands. I mean, it looks it looks good, so as long, I think as long as the controls maybe not getting lost, like, I'm trying to think of things that might gum up the works with this one. Um, but yeah, I think it was also, like, very stylish, and I'm looking forward to it. Again, black and white. Black and white's having a moment. What a moment. Uh, yeah. One that was not black and white, was extremely colorful and really caught my attention today was uh, We Are OFK. Uh, this is one we've heard about before. Uh, and if you've been paying more attention than I have, you probably know more about it. I'd heard about it. I knew it was a narrative thing. I was like, that seems interesting. But this is the first time that I thought the trailer grabbed me, caught my attention, drove me in, and taught me more about it. So this is coming to Switch, PlayStation 5, PS4, and PC uh, this year. It's weekly episodes paired with music videos. And it's this summer. I keep saying this year for that. But the official description reads this. Experience an interactive making of the band journey about dreaming, dating, and paying rent in Los Angeles in We Are OFK. Through an animated narrative series released as weekly episodes, you'll interact with a fully voiced cast as you witness the lives of Itsumi Saito and her friends uh, unfold. We Are OFK launches on Nintendo Switch this summer. All five episodes of We Are OFK will be released weekly, accompanied by the release of new OFK singles with each new episode. Episode one and episode two will release together at the at first this features like i said five episodes of uh, interactive animated series five interactive music videos with debut tracks performed by ofk uh fully voice interactive dialogue uh, emotional texting thirst texting meme texting emoji spamming and then uh, their final bullet point was original los angeles locations you're gonna love the boba shop it's wild i janet do not understand what the game is I, I would assume since they're calling out the texting, I'm making text choices and responses there. But the game, whatever it is, looks gorgeous. It's inter an interactive animated series. And then I went to Spotify and listened to the song that's up right now, Follow Unfollow. And I was like, this is fucking dope too. So I'm in mean, no matter what this ride's going to be. Nice. I, I kind of imagine the gameplay being kind of like um, Oxenfree. God, I've been trying to get the name of that game yeah, for yep, two yep, days. Yep, yep. Anyway, Oxen Free After Party, that's kind of what I imagine, where there'll be some like walking sim moments. Hopefully, though, it, it I think, picks a lane in Rocks It Well, because um, I'm thinking of like, you know, games that maybe didn't quite land for that. Uh, that. What's that game you played on Game Pass? It's got like a bunch of different, it's like high school kids, a bunch of different storylines, and it was like just okay. I don't know if you're remembering this game. Maybe you played it on PlayStation. Yeah, I don't know. But it was like, I remember that having kind of a mixed, kind of having mixed mechanics. And I think sometimes those mixed mechanics can like, flounder a little bit um so good luck figuring out what the, the, game is for the next two days no you're, you're never gonna figure it out now um welcome to my life the last two days with oxen free but yeah i mean a lot of awesome games here um you know obviously we could spend a lot of time on here but there's like a bunch of other stuff to get to i do want to shout out cult of the lamb i've been yeah. excited for that for a while uh it's in my draft in fantasy critics so shout out to that and apparently like people have a uh, you know who played the demo at pax east were pretty hot on it so yeah it, there was a lot of good, good buzz coming off it, yeah. so and yeah i mean it's the same stuff we've seen before right where it's like you're a cultist like it starts off with you being sacrificed you are quite literally a sacrificial lamb the gameplay is sort of, um, you know, combat oriented, stylish, like a little kind of burst of a sword, uh, maybe like a little bit of a dash ability. Um, it definitely is taking from, I feel like it's evoking a lot of the elements of hit indie games that we've seen recently, you know, of the way of like Death Store, things like that, you know, standout characters, kind of some of the key hallmarks, I think, of, of the last couple of games that have really landed for people. Full so, stop. 
Hopefully it turns Parks out good. in the chat says last stop. You're thinking of last stop. Yes. Mm -hmm. Nailed it. Thank yeah, you like much. I feel like it, it had that weird blend where like sometimes you're controls and sometimes you're warrant. Like it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it kind of had a lot. So hopefully this is a little more streamlined. We are OK, but yeah, looking forward to that one too. Really quick, uh, related to Cult of the Lamb, I highly recommend uh, Adventure Pals. Uh, I forget the developer's name, but uh, that was their game. I think back in like. 2019 oh. it came out on switch uh it's a uh, kind of a action platformer uh same art style uh you know it's got a very similar name to adventure time and i i, I would say it's got like that similar sort of uh saturday morning cartoon humor um so i i think moment to moment gameplay wise i don't i don't know like how similar it's going to be but if you want to kind of like check out like where they started before this game and uh, with their like art style. And I also think of just like writing. I think it's uh, definitely worth a pickup. It's on Switch. Um, I, yeah, I, I remember that being definitely like a, a standout for me that year for in the indie space. Yeah, and then my, the good. final one that I want to call it is another Crab's Treasure, uh, 2023 Switch and PC. Uh, this is from Agro Crab, the people who did Going Under, which is a game I really, really loved last year or maybe two years ago. Pandemic again, screws it all up. But this one, in this crustacean-themed Souls-like game, you'll find yourself in an undersea world on the verge of collapse. As Krill, the hermit crab, you'll need to use the trash around you as a shell to withstand attacks from enemies many times your size. Embark on an epic treasure hunt to discover the dark secrets behind the polluted ocean with more than 50 potential shells to discover and a host of dangerous enemies to overcome uh, another crab's treasure is sidestepping on a nintendo switch next year god and this is what's heartbreaking about it so many of these games are I coming know. next year the, the the two games that were like the big highlights for me this yeah. one and uh umbrella. Uh, umbrella it's like why show me this so like it's gonna be greg i tweeted about this it's gonna be like loot river when we like loot river loot showcase like two years ago mm -hmm. and andy and i were like hell yeah this game looks dope as hell and then like we we're constantly trying to be like all right where's loot river and then out of nowhere it was like oh it comes out in two days so, oh, yep. shit. Oh, yeah, that okay. was weird. And then, you know, I still haven't played Loot River, and I hope that doesn't happen with these two games. Like, I want to, like, God, they just look so cool. Janet, before you tell me what your favorite game, what the best game of the Nintendo indie world was, do you have any other ones you want to shout out? Anything else that stood out to you? Mm, I don't think so. I think that kind of covered all the bases, which admittedly was most of them. Oh, I guess M Mini Motorways is a good game. I didn't shout that Great out because I've played it already on Apple yeah. Arcade, but um, that one's good. And then, man, I'm so tired. I feel like One Shot World Machine. I feel like I played that game, but I cannot remember, so I cannot make any comments on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, those uh, those are basically all of them. I mean, I think it was a pretty pretty solid showcase, even though it did not have a headliner. I think that was its biggest L. But other than that, I, I actually often leave the indie showcases with, frankly, a lot of times more. Like if it's if it's not a strong main direct, I leave with more stuff to be excited about from these showcases than main showcases personally. So I, I was cool with it. My pick Hold on. for the best one. Yes, it's time for Janet to reveal. Janet's oh. Nintendo Indie World Wonder. What are you picking? I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick. Oh man. What's it down to? Gonna, Just get, so, let us in, let us into the brain of Janet Garcia. So, I mean, I think Umbrella is a dope one, but I feel like you're already gonna pick that, and that's gonna get love. It's fine. Um, okay. I'm thinking okay. between Silt and Wayward Strand, because um, Close of the okay. Lamb again. I love that. I love the look of that game. But um, hi, Jen. But ultimately, like I've talked about that a bunch, so I feel like I want to go. Jen's you know, a big weirdo. If you didn't know, Jen's company strange. Pop Agenda represented one fifth of all the fucking games of this thing. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah. What, what uh, do you think? Emails after I got a lot of emails. A lot after. of emails from Pop Agenda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like, a, and then I was like, I'm on the Oblitz email too, so I'm getting like double emails and the same things. <laughs> I think I'm gonna pick Silt be, only okay. because it I think had the most 
style. And even though like there are definitely other games that sort of scratch the itch that Silt is kind of going for, it seems there aren't that many. And like, you know, I think, again, I don't know if there's going to be like Abzu or how much it'll be like Abzu or whatever, but like playing that game felt so unique and special to me that I think the idea of just so and also swimming is notoriously kind of rough in games. So I think any game that goes for swimming directly and is kind of doing that exploration is usually a bit interesting to me just from kind of the novelty of it um, and often like the the solid control. So I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Salt. OK, I appreciate that. Janet's Nintendo Indie World Wonder, ladies and gentlemen, is Silt. Congratulations, Silt. Yeah, you can expect Not a good name, your... admittedly. I hope that yeah, makes actually, sense later. But even then, I'll still be annoyed by it. So. I've seen Roger Porconi in the chat uh, poking fun at me and making fun of, you know, doing all sorts of stuff like he normally does while he watches the show. While you're here, uh, uh, Roger, I need you to make a graphic in the best of E3 vein of Janet's Nintendo Indie World Wonder and then Greg's Nintendo Indie World Wonder so we can present the developers because Silt from Spiral Circus and Fireshine Games will be getting this. There you go. And I, I actually didn't read their things. So let me read their description now that we've given it. Janet's Nintendo Indie World Wonder, the highest honor you can get at Nintendo Indie World. It reads like this. Dive into a har harrowing ocean abyss and unravel long-forgotten mysteries in this puzzle adventure game. Explore a surreal underwater realm filled with strange machinery, ancient ruins, and dangerous ocean inhabitants. Possess sea creatures and harness their abilities to solve puzzles and travel deeper into the darkness. Plunge into the dark waters of Silt, uh, launching on Nintendo Switch next month. So there you go. Silt right there. Raj former says indie world wonder nintendo greg this is nintendo indie world wonder look at it and janet's nintendo indie world wonder all right that's what we need maybe put her face in it maybe put my face in it you know whatever you want i'm not gonna i'm not getting in but that's the official title we're giving these people okay what is yours greg well first off i want to call out the fact that about like 10 minutes ago ickety ackety oop popped in into the twitch chat and was like man i've been listening to kind of funny games daily for five years and this is my first time catching it live this is great and then he just put it in again i hate ads crap <laughs> <laughs> you gotta sub man get in there you know what I'm my nintendo indie world wonder uh janet garcia and, and you're it's i the runner-up is gunbrella okay. gunbrella i thought was super exciting from a gameplay perspective a look and i can't wait to play it but the 2023 thing 2023 mm -hmm. thing cools me on it a bit and so i'm putting we are ofk as my nintendo indie world wonder i think the fact that it's so close of course is a, a, a win in the column but then love the art style and then i love the pitch of it again a musical narrative is what they're describing it as i don't fully understand what i'm getting and then again five episodes of interactive animated series okay so it's not a game it's an interactive animated series, but it's got game elements and apparently emotional texting, thirst texting, meme texting, emoji spamming. That's great. And then the fact that I fucking love the music. Like, I legitimately, like, listen to the single, the one single they have on Spotify mm -hmm. three or four times in a row and then let it, Spotify do the recommended stuff. But then I came back and listened to it three or four times in a row again. So I'm, I'm down with it. It took you this long to like get on board with the ROFK because I was talking that? about we are ROFK. We are OFK. That was so hard to say for some reason for a while. Like to me, like in my mind, I'm like oh yeah, let's like a PlayStation Indie that's like gonna be on Switch. So I'm and like, that's my thing where it's like I've known about it now. and Hopefully I've seen we'll stuff about wrong. it. I just haven't given it the time of day, if you will. But now it's imminent. I understand what I'm getting into, and I like that. Well, y'all, when you are in the chats complaining, oh, my God, we keep seeing this game. It's because of people like Greg. Like, sometimes it takes, like, the third or fourth true. iteration for it to break through. That's true. I'm not going to argue with you on that. You know, I wish I, could, I wish I could tell you you're wrong, Janet, but you're not wrong. It just has to be the right thing. All right. There you go. 
Greg's Nintendo Indie World Wonder, we are okay. Janice Nintendo Indie World Wonder, silt. You've seen it, ladies and gentlemen. You know it, ladies and gentlemen. And now the show can move on. But not before two things. Number one, I see you in the fucking chat, everyone. All right? Janet, are you looking at the chat at all today? Have you been glancing yeah. over at it? Mm-hmm. GameSpot's Lucy James and Tamor Hussein have come in to hijack it and ask over and over and over again to see my filing cabinet. As you probably don't know, because why would you even care about it? I had tweeted weeks ago, months ago, about getting a new filing cabinet. And Lucy sure. texted and was like, I want to get a filing cabinet. Send me a photo. And then I never sent the, the photo because I just forgot. You know, I'm busy. Lucy has nothing to do. She's just got this one cat to keep alive. Nothing else going on in her life. And so now, for some reason, that's bled over into the chat where they want to see it. And it's just like, I don't. I, first off, Lucy, you remember I have a rolling filing cabinet. We live together. You saw that filing cabinet, right? That could go under the desks or whatever. It's here. With Ben eventually going to use these legs and stomp around the house. I didn't want more rolling things, right? So I went for just a basic filing cabinet that just sits on the ground. So hold on. I got a lot of stuff on it. So I got to push that off. Hold on. Oh, there's my iPad. It was, it was- also, shout out for Barrett coming into the chat to also say cabinet with all the spaces between the letters. Great so, I mean, content. it's not, I don't think it's anything special. It's just a, a black filing cabinet, right? Like, but it doesn't have, what I like about it is that it doesn't have like the, like the rolling filing cabinet I have over there, Janet, right? It's got the three uh-huh. drawers where it's like the one filing drawer on the bottom, but then two half drawers that are like, I got just junk in them. I got just, you know what sure. I mean? Like junk drawers. I didn't want that. So I just have a full-blown, like, filing cabinet, filing cabinet, you know? Yeah. What are you is filing it? in there? Oh, are you man, still transferring so over? Taxes and immigration, Ben papers, and yes. all the insurances, the 401ks. I don't, Janet, you strike me as somebody who's a terrible adult like me, too. How long mm-hmm. do we hold on to any of this shit? I, don't, I got taxes from, like, a million forever. years ago. I don't care. Honestly, forever. I'm just kind of rolling the dice. But you are I save all this shit, and I'm like, why am I saving? Like, I don't think what I'm going to. digitize more of it than. Oh, I I don't want to go like fucking to the scanner. I don't want to be scanning stuff too. You have a scanner though, right? Yeah, I got that brother brother printer. printer. It does everything. Brother printer. You're a better adult than us. Like I don't have a fucking scanner. Jesus. Well, I only have the printer. You got to be able to scan. Barry, you should get a scanner because when you need one, like you don't want to have to like go and do like it's just the convenience, you know. (laughs) Eight bit Louise in the chat who seems definitely like a more well put together adult says five years is the default. Five years. Greg. I'm sorry. I, the, the one that got me there was Monster Mama Baby Lover Daddy, who in the chat says, My house burned down, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> Honestly, oh I don't want God. my house to burn down, but wow. if somebody Talk stole the filing cabinet, then I was like, You know what? I just have here. PDFs. Everything's saved. Everything's out. Like, I opened the filing cabinet here, right? And what do I have here? I got. There's one labeled Allstate. I haven't used Allstate as an insurance company in like a decade. Why do I still Why? have it? Why don't, once you have it going, Barrett, what do you do with it? You know? Now I feel like I'm looking into my future because I also, I don't want a filing cabinet because that's too much for my needs, but I do want like some type of little like binder thing because I have, right now all my important papers are on this little like claspy thing. Now, and that's it. This one here, this is, these are memories from, these are just memories. This is a memory folder. This is going to be the episode where Greg accidentally shows us his social security number. Well, this is a police report I filed with the citizens complaint against the Columbia, Missouri Police Department. I filed in about 2000. You know what What I mean? What was the complaint? Oh, Janet, you've said it before that I'm a writer, right? You know, you've acknowledged that or whatever. The complaint is multiple pages. God. (laughs) Did they do anything with this? 
Uh, yeah, the guy got in trouble for it, right? We're, we're, you want, this we're, is details details of the incident. Years ago. Let me make sure there's nothing on. No, I shouldn't show it, I guess. The details of the incident are five lines here, right? And the, then it, I go on to write. I, I counted the pages here. Hold on. I, I go on to write uh, you use seven pages. As much as you can. You seven know? pages, yeah. But here's my opening statement. The mission of the police is to serve and protect. Officer, I'm blanking out the name of the person because I seems to think it is to intimidate and threaten. Yesterday, September 18th, at roughly 6 p.m., my roommate woke me up and told me the police wanted to speak with me. I went to the porch where dot, dot, dot continued. You don't need to worry about that anymore. So people were calling Greg Karen Miller in the chat, but, like, it sounds like Greg is kind of based uh, fighting against uh, police there. Yeah. That's the opposite. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I wasn't complaining about people. I was complaining about the police. There wasn't a complaint about, like, neighbors. It was them. The police were like, we had a lot of reasons to be get in trouble. All right. We threw a lot of fucking parties. I understand. This time when they pulled me, I was asleep and they pulled me out on the porch to yell at my roommate, my roommate having a keg on the porch. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have a moment here. I need to, you've, you've ratcheted me up to be angry about the Columbia Police Department circa 2000. I'm not having it. Go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can be part of the show. You can support Jorge. We can have a great time. You could also get the show ad free, but you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny games right now. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Credit Karma for sponsoring this episode. Have you ever been rejected for a credit card? It happens way too often. That's why Credit Karma created Karma Confidence Technology, helping members apply with more confidence. Are you earning credit card rewards? Credit Karma can help you compare your rewards options so you can find a card that fits your lifestyle, helping you earn miles or cash back for spending money that you're going to spend anyways. Of course, I'm a huge fan of that. I love Credit Karma. One of my favorite features is how Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply, which helps you apply with more confidence and then it doesn't affect your credit score. Credit Karma uses your credit profile to show you offers that are tailored to your financial situation. Uh, They also partner with a wide range of card issuers so you can be sure that you're exploring all sorts of options. I love Credit Karma. It's so easy to use. Fantastic stuff. Credit Karma, create your own karma. Ready to find the card for you? Head to Credit Karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today. Go to creditkarma.com or the Credit Karma app to find the card for you that's creditkarma.com shout out to MeUndies for sponsoring this episode you know those days when your coffee shop is out of cold brew and your air conditioner breaks and you try to go to the beach but there's zero parking spots yeah life can be hard good thing MeUndies is here to help you take a break from the hardships of the world and give yourself a soft summer of course I don't need to tell you I got the MeUndies shirt I got the MeUndies lounge pants I'm wearing the MeUndies undies the socks even my face mask is MeUndies I absolutely love MeUndies and their soft micro modal fabric and you're gonna love it too I absolutely absolutely guarantee it with me undies light and breathable micromodal fabric you can stay comfy and cool all summer long they have super fun seasonal prints and tons of styles to choose from in sizes extra small all the way up to 4xl me undies has a great offer for all of you any first time purchasers you can get 15 off if you sign up for the free to join membership you can apply that 15 off to their already discounted membership prices uh, to get 15 off your first order and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash kinda funny. That's M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S dot com slash kinda funny. Number two on the Roper Report, PlayStation says first party games would deteriorate. 
if they launch on to PlayStation Plus on day one. This is Victoria Kennedy at Eurogamer. PlayStation has said it would have to cut budgets and lower the quality of AAA games if they were included in the PlayStation Plus. In PlayStation Plus at release, I hate it when I slip into my grandmother. In the PlayStation Plus at release, <laughs> quote: "I will refrain from making comments on the competitor's strategy." PlayStation exec Hi Roki Toto Key said uh, to investors during company's latest financial call: "Our current thinking is to have development costs and appropriate R&D investment for quality products, and that will improve the platform and improve the business in the long run." AAA types of games on PlayStation 5, if we distribute them on subscription services, we may need to shrink the investment needed for that, and that will deteriorate the first-party title quality, and that is our concern. Quote. He concluded, so we want to make sure we spend the appropriate development cost to have solid products slash titles to be introduced at the right manner. This is in line with what PlayStation boss Jim Ryan has said in the past, quote, the games that we make are getting bigger, they're getting better, they're getting more beautiful, they're getting richer, the narrative is getting stronger. Putting these games into a subscription service immediately upon their release would break this virtuous cycle. And we wouldn't be able to invest in the way that we're currently able to. So we're not doing it. Janet, do you buy this or is this PlayStation money grubbing bullshit? They're getting stronger. That's all I can do with that. The narrative's stronger. It's bigger. It's better. It's richer. You can't stop them. Um, it's a machine. I mean, um, I would say I do buy it only because I... I don't know. It's so weird because whenever you like believe anything that anyone says, it's kind of like, well, I have no reason not to, except for like general skepticism. But yeah. I, I can definitely see that. And I know people will say, well, like Microsoft does it again. They're just very different companies. Again, and that's also not to say that they'll never do it. Like I would never say never for pretty much anything. Um, but it, it makes sense for why it doesn't fit their model. Again, whether or not it would deteriorate, I think they think it would be have a negative impact. It would maybe like. Oh, affect the creative choices they make to a point that they don't want to mess with the formula they have and what they have generally does work and i think there is a world where ps plus or ps plus 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 like the revamp the remix can be successful and compelling and worthwhile without having the day and date even if the day and date would be nice um and then i also you know in addition to again the company just being different like i point out all the time that like sure like microsoft stuff first party day and date but they're, the cadence of first-party Microsoft games is very different than the cadence of yeah. PlayStation's output. Um, that's just fact, right? Like, it's just, I mean, like, that's that's the truth. So I think it would look a lot different if they did that as well um, for that reason. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Again, if any world that can get more games into people's hands more easily while also benefiting the developers is a world I am for. Um, and yeah, I, I do kind of buy that they, it doesn't make sense for them right now in their business model. Exactly. I know. think that's the thing. I agree. I, agree. I, I think it, it, I buy it there because their model is working for them. They are mm -hmm. clearly doing very well and their games are doing very well. And somebody in the chat, it already went by for me, right? It was like, if this was working, Nintendo and PlayStation would have done it yesterday. If it made sense for them, like if it was a no-brainer, if it was what it is. Xbox, of course, is all, as always trying to make up ground. They're trying to win this war of, hey, we're not even about the box anymore. We're about having Xbox everywhere you are and have it be ubiquitous and yada, yada, yada. They're doing something different than what PlayStation is doing. And so, yeah, I think the funniest thing is always is just this the virtuous cycle that Jim Ryan calls it. That makes it always sound a little uh, a little more highfalutin than I think it needs to be or whatever. But it's a business model that works for them. And I can see where, again, deteriorate makes it sound a little bit like the sky is falling, but it would change how they make games. And right, right now, is what you know, it ain't broke, so don't fix it. But as soon as it is broke, I bet you'll see PlayStation <laughs> getting games day, day and date there. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, number three for you. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order dev claims requests for a black and or female lead were rejected. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. A former Respawn Entertainment developer has claimed that requests from team members to make the protagonist of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order female and or black were shut down. The response allegedly centered around the fact that the Star Wars franchise had a female lead after the movies as Rey, and the game already had two prominent black characters. Uh, Nora Sharemik, uh, a lighting artist at Respawn who worked on Fallen Order, tweeted uh, that multiple employees pushed for a black and or female protagonist during development before the game launched in 2019, but were rejected because the game and wider franchise already represented those communities. Quote, when I worked on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a lot of devs wanted and advocated for the main character to be black and or a woman. Uh, Sharemic said in a tweet spotted by Games Radar. The reasons apparently given for not going in that direction were because, quote, we already have two black people in the game, and Ray is a woman, and we can't do that too, end quote. Uh, Fallen Order was eventually released with a white male lead, Cal Castus, uh, who has since become an established part of the Star Wars business and canon. Following up on her previous tweets, uh, Sharemic added that these decisions were made at the respawn level and were not the result of an evil EA or overly controlling Lucasfilm slash Disney. Quote, it was our team's game, and yes, a few of the people with decision-making power made choices, she said. The issue isn't with Cal or his actor, but about opportunity lost. Sharemic clarified that these were her personal experiences with, quote, a few people who had the opportunity to push for change, end quote, and added that, quote, I no longer work at Respawn, and from my understanding of people who do, there have been changes since my departure, end quote. Shremick also shared an alleged experience of racist commentary at the studio, saying that someone once commented, quote, I think all the black people needed to have more glossy skin because black people have more oily skin than other people, end quote. Please remember I'm quoting someone. That, uh, the comment was met with, quote, dead shock on everyone's face, Sharemic said. We've contacted Respawn. This, of course, IGN. Uh, we've contacted Respawn for comment. Sharemic declined to comment further to IGN. Janet, what's your read? Um, I think this is pretty typical in people's attitudes towards diversity in general. It's always like something. Well, by always, I mean like. The unfortunate reality is, like, I think racism and sexism are fairly prevalent in just society in general, even if, you know, on the day to day, I'm not necessarily always having it, those direct interactions, though online, I don't have to look very far to find any of them <laughs> ever uh, on any content I do ever. So I'm throwing that out there as well. So but I just kind of want to color like how I'm how I'm describing these kind of circumstances. A lot of people do have these attitudes where it's this idea of there's like almost like and again this is the just the attitude i see where it's like oh there's like the baseline the default and then there's like other and other is like everybody that isn't you know a straight white man for the most part so it's this idea that well we can like keep that same energy it's my thing like people act like you can have too many pocs or like you don't need another woman because it's already been done or what we, have, we have rings. but there's what never that there's never that for like, you know, white men. Like, I, you know what I've had too many of? White men in games all the time. Um, well, but you I know, people are like, Janet, oh, I mean, Janet, we're, we're the default, right? We have Janet, come on, yeah, just to take devil's advocate, right? I mean, they already had Ray going, come on. Let's get, too, when's like, the white man gonna have a chance to shine in Star Wars, exactly. goddammit? Also, not to mention that Cal was like so boring. I hated Cal as a character, but oh, anyway. Let's, let's um, not take shots. That's not oh, because, that's sorry, not because he's a white guy, it's just because he was I don't. They made him boring. Like I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Whatever. Some would say that you know the, the, his uh, journey with PTSD was uh, very emotional and one of the best uh, arcs in a Star well, Wars. His, his relationship you know, with I, BD1, I wouldn't know Janet. because I couldn't. I couldn't understand the, the fucking map, so I didn't get that far into it. Um, <laughs> oh, she she anyway, brought it back around. <laughs> I got another beat. Yeah, and I played it at launch, and it was like really a mess. But anyway, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order takes aside. 
that's just sort of how this reads. And I think like, again, I implore people to also really reflect on the biases that they have, because while many of you listening, maybe, well, if some of you listening wouldn't make comments like this, you might still kind of have that thought in your mind where you're like, oh, another one, really more? And that's often like, again, the case, like people will say, oh, they're they're clearly pandering. Like they're they doing just diversity wanna, like, for diversity's diversity. sake. Exactly. Um, but you know, all, all the people that are so ready to talk about um, the creative vision and censorship never want to come out for anything that's in support of, you know, minorities to any degree. Like that, that's so often the case and it's really, really tiring. So yeah, I mean, I totally, this does not shock me because that is often how that treatment is where it's like for representation, you get like your one, like everyone else has hundreds and thousands and you maybe get one. And you're and you're fucking excited when you get the one because you're like, this is the only one I have. Like, this is all I got. Um, anyway, so there you go. That's my reaction. I hope the next game is is good. First game was good, too. But let's not, you know, let's not throw the baby out, out of the bathwater here. All right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it another try, but probably not. You should. I, I mean, I, I adore Fallen Order. But yeah, like, I just I played it on like a like an old Xbox. What? Yeah, it just it just didn't work well for me. And then like it, it's kind of like Soulsy in the combat. And then I could not understand that map for the life of me. Like the, the, the map's very fun, but yeah, yeah. Anyways, though, uh, yeah, I think you nail it. There's not. I mean, I so back to it. I adore Jedi Fallen Order. I would have equally, if not more, enjoyed it with a POC, a, a woman, whatever. Like, that, it could have been a fucking droid. I don't know. Like, I think it's such a weird, weird-ass response to be like... And again, to even what Nora's saying in her quotes, right? It was like, this wasn't EA, it wasn't Lucas. It was people she's talking to in, like, smaller groups. So it's, I don't even think it's a giant... I shouldn't even say that. She's saying it's not a giant respawn thing as much as having some really fucking obtuse right. com- conversations with people who have the decisions, who have the ability to make change. And they'd be like, oh, no, well, they already have Ray. Oh, we already have black people in the game. Like. Those are shitty fucking arguments to stand on for what you're doing, especially when like uh, Cal's relationship and like the PTSD you're talking about, Barrett, right, comes from his relationship with his mentor, who of course is some fucking weird looking alien. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, why are we hung up on like who the alien is talking to? Like, it could be anything, you know, whatever. I digress, but yeah. And then of course this, uh, you know, this uh, glossy skin thing. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, you know what I mean? Yeah, big oof. Shut the fuck up. Big yeah, huge oof. oof. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, racism sucks and there should be more pocs and women of color and, and women in games and all that stuff and you know all the stuff we say are kind of funny all the time that you know we believe and feel but if you're listening to this going fucking sjw's you can leave and we don't want your subscription and we don't want your money and i don't want you to go to patreon and help jorge i want you to just go away there's plenty of other content yeah, for you to go enough, consume. probably had enough of people coming in let's don't don't add any more uh, number four on the Roper Report, uh, Nintendo says the transition to its next console is, quote, a major concern for us. This is Andy Robinson over at VGC. Nintendo president Shintaro Furukawa uh, has said the company's eventual transition away from Nintendo Switch. Whoa, Indie World Wonder. Oh, man, look at that. We got it's an Indie World Wonder thing. Raj made it. Yay. It's uh, really uh, The company's it's eventual transition away from Nintendo Switch is, to its next hardware platform is a major concern for the company. Speaking during a Japanese investor Q&A this week, translated by VGC contributor uh, Robert uh, Cephazone. Oh, she has trying to get her Indie World thing. Mm-hmm. Robert 
Cephazon. Uh, uh, <laughs> Furukawa said uh, the company planned this to alleviate so the risk of, say, of, of resetting its 100 million plus user base by building long-term re- relationships with its users, partly via Nintendo accounts and by uh, using IP outside of gaming. Uh, he was replying to a question about how Nintendo has been able to maintain a strong game release schedule six years into the Switch's life cycle and what his thoughts were on transitioning to the next hardware platform. In recent history, Nintendo followed up its big successes, such as the Wii and DS, with significantly less popular successors, the Wii U, 3DS. Uh, And he said the company was mindful of these experiences. Quote, we've already announced a portion of our software roadmap uh, releasing up to next spring, he said. Unlike the past, we continue to have a large variety of games scheduled to be released even beyond five years of release. This is because the Nintendo Switch has had such a smooth launch, allowing us to focus all our development resources on a single platform. However, the question of whether we will be able to just as smoothly transition from Nintendo Switch to the next generation of hardware is a major concern for us. Based on our experiences with the Wii, Nintendo DS, and other hardware, it is very clear to one of the major obstacles. It is very clear that one of the major obstacles is how to easily transition from one hardware to the next. To help alleviate this risk, we're focusing on building long-term relationships with our customers. While we will be continuing to launch new software on the Nintendo Switch, we also provide services uh, that also use Nintendo accounts and other IP outside of gaming software. We intend for this to help build a lasting impact with our customers, end quote. Janet, you've highlighted two things in here. What are you thinking? Uh, Just the ways that Nintendo is looking towards building relationships with customers outside of like the gaming IP element, because we see that with stuff like the movie, Super the Nintendo movie. world. Gonna, yeah. Super Nintendo world. Luck. Luck. I'm so excited for Super Nintendo world. I need to start saving now for Super Nintendo world. Cause even though I'm going to write all of it off because it is, I'm going to make content with it. So it'll be fine. Um, I, I am going to spend so much money at, like, I want to give that thing all of my money, and I'm so excited. And also, that's going to be a place where you can use also the the Nintendo account. Um, there's not a lot of, I feel like, utilization of the Nintendo account outside of their software currently. The only real utilization that I ever experienced personally, doesn't mean it's not, it's the only thing, is um, when you, I went to the store in their Redmond office, and you can, like, punch in with your account, and they give you some points. And I was like, great! And, like, I mean, more of that would be awesome. Like, I would... Do, like I think Nintendo's also point system is like one of the strongest things they have going for them. I feel like I'm getting points all the time. I've gotten so many free games off of my points. I've mm-hmm. redeemed like, I mean, granted, they're not totally free because you have to pay for shipping, which kind of sucks. And like, I get that element, but it's kind of like, can I just use more points to pay for the shipping? Like, I don't want to pay for anything, but um, I've gotten like the or, the mail-in stuff. I have like a Mario like keychain and like Pikmin decals on my glasses. Like I'm all, I am the target audience. I do think uh, they're right to be afraid. It's scary. It's, it's always scary, I think, pivoting to a new console. And especially um, when historically there's uptimes and there's downtimes. And the Wii U was definitely a downtime. The Switch launch was huge for them. And the idea of what comes next, not only like, is it another Switch? Well, then you end up with like the Wii, Wii U situation where people were like, is this a new console? I don't understand. What's the thing? Like not to mention you're competing in, a, in kind of a different space with things like the Steam Deck. Again, the Steam Deck does kind of service a different audience than the Switch does. And again, none of it matters because you can't play Mario on it. I mean, maybe I'm sure someone's like doing some hacks where you can. Oh, there's definitely hacks, yeah. It's about where Mario is. Like Mario's on the Switch, Mario's on Switch 2, Switch Switch Boogaloo, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a big deal. Not only like, what are they doing next? How are they like carrying people over? Um, and yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a lot of room for growth, I think, with Nintendo doing things better. Uh, and I'm interested to see what ways they, they really are trying to like keep people invested and keep people sure. in. I mean, one thing would, that would be great is if they really made online 
a lot stronger and then let that kind of carry over in a cool way that would be great you know yeah that'd be great to have a something. really a functioning online that's great i keep buying stuff all yeah. the time and like i'm still gonna do it so i guess that's why you're okay but like part of the problem part of the problem yeah I'm the problem and the solution for Nintendo. So, <laughs> I, holler at me. Someone in our uh, circles, I forget who, but uh, a games journal uh, quote tweeted this and was like, "I'd be more worried if it wasn't a major concern for them, right? Like, it's good yeah. that this is a concern. The the headline and the structure of it makes it sound like doom and the sky is falling, but of course they're concerned about this. They are having such a fucking moment with the switch and they continue to kill it and crush it and like yeah you have to have if you're nintendo think about what comes next and how do we keep that momentum and when do you do it you know we talked about it yesterday with the financial numbers of like the one analyst saying that this the switch could overtake the playstation 2 as the most successful home console of all time and i'm sure it will when nintendo does the next redesign of the switch and the next redesign of the switch and when they put out the if they put out whatever the next console is but still call it a switch and do whatever and not not do a switch too but you know the little weird naming conventions Nintendo does like they have all the momentum right now and you don't want to fuck that up and you don't fuck that up by being concerned about it, having these conversations. So we have to wait and see what that leads to, but it makes sense. Yeah. Of what it is. And it is interesting. Like you're talking about of long-term relationships with the customers. Like you, the, Nintendo obviously already has such a long-term relationship with customers, right? Nostalgia is what fuels Nintendo and what fuels everybody to rebuy the same fucking games all the time. I will They're rebuy like, super Mario world all the goddamn time. It's still a great game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think, you know. And so is Mario 64. Don't let anyone tell you different. The camera's really not that big a deal. It doesn't age well. It ages fine. Terrible. I stand by that. Number five on the road report. We'll get out here before this turns into blows. Uh, EA is teasing four games in 2023, including a re- new remake and a major IP. We go to Rebecca Valentine at IGN.com, who writes, Electronic Arts offered its investors a sneak peek at what's cooking uh, for 2023 today during its earnings report, including planned major IP as well as an unannounced remake. A slide on EA's Q4 2022 earnings presentation gives a look at its next four months, months of releases with F122 in Q1, FIFA and Madden NFL in Q2, and Need for Speed in NHL in Q3. In Q4, which covers January through March of 2023, we get one name franchise, PGA Tour. But we also see four big enticing unknowns. Major IP, partner title, remake, sports title. It's not clear now exactly what any of these four are. The remake invokes thoughts of the known Dead Space remake, but it's unlikely this is the case. EA both mentions in a footnote that all four games have not yet been publicly disclosed, and Dead Space was officially announced last year. So it looks like we're getting a second remake of something in 2023. Uh, While I'm here, I was going to put this into breaking, or not breaking news, but new dates, pointing out there's going to be a Dead Space developer live stream tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, They're going to be focused on the art. Uh, The team at Motive will be giving viewers a deeper look at how they're uh, leveraging the Frostbite engine, Gen 5 hardware, and PCs to visually evolve the remake and all the environments, characters, etc., etc. Tomorrow, 10 a.m., Dead Space thing. Back to the article from Reb, though. For the major IP, it's possible we're looking at the next Dragon Age or Mass Effect game, both of which are currently in development but haven't been given full-blown public announcements with titles and fanfare. It's worth noting that in the following slide, EA lists new studios in the Seattle area that are working on unannounced open-world action-adventure game, which is another possible candidate for whatever this is. Plus, Motive has an unannounced IP under its banner alongside Dead Space. 
As for the other two, one possible guess for the sports title is that we're finally seeing the fruit of EA's announced return to EA Sports College Football, motherfuckers, since no title has been officially uh, revealed yet. We just know they're working on it. The partner title, meanwhile, is anyone's guess. Perhaps another uh, game for the EA Originals label? Maybe another Joseph Ferris adventure? Question mark? Question mark? Janet, does this get you going? Are you percolating? Are you excited for this? Um, I'm honestly not really only because it's so vague you know it could be anything sure. which is yeah. like it i guess that could be exciting right it's like you can dream a little bit um and then let those be ready for those dreams to die um if, when college football probably doesn't come back but that would be really cool if it did they've I mean, announced it janet it is coming back don't worry about that obviously ea has a very storied history with sports stuff you know people in the chat mentioning like the you know past ip that they're really excited about but yeah, I mean, I, and I love I love EA Originals as well. Um, even when they don't hit, I'm like, that's fine. Just give me another one. Yeah. Like, we'll just I, I'm going down with this shit. I'm going wherever this this boat takes me. I was thinking um, more of that. That was such a cool thing when Peter Moore back in the day announced that program and was like, listen, we're making Unraveled because we we you know we make FIFA and FIFA makes money, so much money, so we can make Unraveled and we don't care if we make money back off of it. Like, we're and gonna make Unraveled cool too. That's very yeah. rare for an indie game to get a sequel. And Unraveled two is just as good if not probably better than unravel one so go play both those games yeah i mean i, I wouldn't mind seeing something else from haze light though i also i feel like it's too soon i definitely know i know haze light at this point not that i don't want to see more from them because i actually sort of cooled a lot on it takes two after having world credits on it um and i've just been cooling more and more and now i'm just frigid um but I, you know, I want, what I like about EA Originals is it surfaced things that were new to me um, and new to the yeah. audience. So I'd like to see more of that stuff. Um, but what about you? Any other dreams outside of college football? College football isn't a dream. They've announced it, Janet. It's happening. The rumor was 2023. I don't think they're talking about uh, before the end of the quarter in March. That's a weird time to put it out. College football, I feel like you NCAA games used to come out in summer, right? Leading into the return of college football. So to drop it in right after winter it seems like that'd be weird but i guess if you timed it around the national championship it would make sense but i digress. Also, I do have the poll in chat about did mar 64 age well it's now it's 54 46 yes to no yes so, so bears wrong it looks like well the, the uh, you know the poll isn't over i'm yet. sorry we don't have time we have to the keep poll going. Isn't yeah, over sorry. Yet. We're, uh, we're already waiting barrett jorge's waiting barrett i uh, remember uh yeah uh other thing i want to see i've said it for years i'll say it again i want road rash give me a new road rash game give me a full-blown road rash game ea make me happy also that major ip i think we're all in agreement that's probably jedi fallen order yeah that makes sense and that kind of lines up with uh what jeff grubb has been saying about that game most likely being pushed to next year since q4 2022 is uh goes up until april i think of 2023 the remakes the one i guess if you remade road rash that would be it okay there you go then we've done it Major IP, Jedi Fallen Order. Partner title, some original. Remake, the one I just said in a road rash. Sports title, college football, time with the national championship. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry I have spoiled everything for you. Number six on the Roper Report. These are some fiscal year quick hits. Remember, we had a whole bunch of fiscal year shit last year. No, yesterday. And uh, now we have a whole bunch more, but it's way quicker than I can give it to you. So uh, Ubisoft update from Nibel over on Twitter. From Ubisoft's earnings report today, Mario Plus Rabbids 2, Avatar, and Skull and Bones are all set to release within... Fiscal year 23, which means by March 31st, like we were just talking about. I'll believe it when I see it, but good to know. I mean, Mario Rabbids, sure. Avatar Skull and Bones, believe it when I see it. That sucks because I had it in my draft for this year. So now it's going to be wasted, probably. Burn. Uh, Resident Evil Village. Though. Resident Evil Village has driven Capcom to a fifth year of record profits. This is GamesIndustry.biz's James Bachelor. Capcom enjoy. Huh? It's a good game. No, it's not. It's actually not a good game. It's a fine game. 
not just that exciting. Just read the words. Read the, the words. Better, the medium's a better survival <laughs> no, horror game not. than the village. We, we should talk about that, though, because I have so I, many We, we just don't have time, no one, so I just have to take my word just for it. In, uh, Capcom in enjoyed another record year thanks to key releases such as Resident Evil Village and the Switch-exclusive Monster Hunter spinoff. The Japanese publisher released its full-year results for 12 months, ended March 31st, 2022, with net sales up 15.5%, a new company record. And then... I'm just going to give you the headline of this one. Starbreeze Q1 losses increased 471%. Uh, this is, you want the whole rundown of that, you can go to Jeffrey Rousseau over on gamesindustry.beat. No, yeah, that's right. Gamesindustry.biz. That's what I screwed up. Gamesindustry.biz, uh, where he talks about Starbreeze and what's going on for there. And like uh, the company noted that Payday accounted for nearly all of its revenue. Okay. Good luck to you there. And the final sales thing I'll give you, number seven on the Roper Report. Elden Ring, of course, is doing very well. Uh, Richard Walker over at PlayStationTrophies.org writes, Bandai Namco has confirmed that Elden Ring has now shipped over 13.4 million units as of the end of March 2022, with an additional 1.4 million copies added to its running total within the latter half of the same month. Quote, it's astonishing to see how many people have been playing Elden Ring, the director said, of the 12 million unit milestone achieved within the game's first three weeks on sale. I'd like to extend our heartfelt thanks on behalf of the entire development team. Yay. Good job, Elden Ring. Sadly, you are not a Nintendo indie world wonder. Those have been given out. And I do, I did, once I enlarged them and saw that we're both in there, like I asked, we're both hiding over the E of uh, our uh, respective awards. A big fan. I can't wait yeah. to see what the cute. future indie world wonders will be but that's so far away janet if i want something more give me the kid and wick and mama grab shops where would i go sure the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday yeah. uh, real quick too i am timing out people in chat like cinematic gaming media who say village greater than medium so be careful if you want to go on that hill and die all right uh out today neptunia cross senran kagrua ninja wars is on pc source of madness is on pc and switch uh brigadine the legend of runercia is on pc soundfall which we talked about earlier the heavily anticipated rhythm based Looter Shooter is out on PC, PS4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and Nintendo Switch. Meanwhile, of course, uh, Mini Motorways is out on Switch like we were talking about again. And then don't forget, you can stand toe-to-toe with Godzilla and King Kong in Call of Duty Warzone during the limited-time Operation Monarch mode that is out right now. Uh, new dates for you. Lovecraft's Untold Stories 2 has been delayed until a later date, but we don't have that date for you. Um... Yeah, see, there's. I was gonna. I, you know, no, it's looking good over here. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you got Uncle Death saying Village sucks. Nailed it. Parks well, says Nana Village and Medium both did. Cinematic. You got a you got a power struggle going on here. Parks uh, Village and Medium both mid. That is also correct. Don't the person said that. they're both games. That is also true. Also true. Yeah, no. Again, I I want to make sure we're very Finally, clear. Finally, an objective review. I'm tired of these opinions. I'm not saying that the village is a ten out of ten. I thought the village was what when I we played. I was like, it's fine. It's a six or something. Maybe a, maybe a seven. I enjoyed it's it. That's how seven. little I enjoyed village. That's how little I enjoyed village. You didn't want to cook the, the food. No, I didn't. Uh, Janet, we asked people watching live. No, that's not right. We asked people just watching to go to patreon.com slash games, Support us. Find out what's going on with Jorge. Uh, we also say you can squad up. This is where you give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you. And everybody has fun together. Uh, right now, Jake Osborne needs help on the PlayStation 5. Jake's name is just that good. 184, all one word. Just that good. 184. Jake says... Hi, kind of funny, best friends. I'm going for the platinum in Elden Ring, and I am in desperate need of help, but not with a boss fight. 
The only trophy I need to unlock, besides the three endings, is the trophy for collecting every legendary armament. Due to a bug with the trophy, to unlock it, you need to actually have all nine legendary weapons in your inventory at the same time. Unfortunately for me, some 70 hours of gameplay ago, I sold the grafted greatsword and cannot buy it back. I simply need someone to drop the weapon for me so I can pick it up and pop the trophy, and then I will give it right back. I'm level 160, so to return the favor, I will help you with any boss fight or area you may need help with. I'm usually online during the week, anytime after 7 p.m. Eastern. Please spare me from the platinumless fate of a younger, naive me set out for myself. Thank you so much. It's like I see a sentence coming, you were and I'm like, like um, it's like it's like you didn't render all the way over there. <laughs> you were just like that. Damn, uh, over in the live chat, yeah. Tamor H says, I have the weapon and I'm happy to not help. Get good. Uh, also, wow. people kind of are pointing out in the chat, you can do it in New Game Plus as well. Because, just, like, he wants to, just... Jake wants to help out with people and just be done with it. And I okay. understand that. I respect that. Right. If you need, if you can help Jake on PlayStation like 5. A toxic turn with his Resident Evil Village. And now, now you don't want to help your fellow community member. I mean, you hate to say it. Uh, just that good. 184 on the PlayStation uh, 5 if you want to help that out and get over there and do your thing. All right? Great. Uh, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody doing stuff later. Uh, Ezo57 says, You said Source of Madness is out only on PC and Switch. It's also on PlayStation 4 and 5 and the Xboxes. Well, again, you can take it up with releases.com, which is not a great site, but again, Zach over Kotaku sitting there being one of the laziest motherfuckers I've ever seen. He no longer does this week in games. I can't help it. I'm trying to do my job over here, which is copying other people's homework. And like, I can't, well, you know, I, the source of madness or whatever the fucking game was, they didn't send me the press release. So if, you, if I don't have the press release to grab the information, I'm just lost on the internet. You know what I mean? It's a hard job. It's a hard job, Janet. That's the other thing, people. They just don't respect and understand how hard Janet it is for you and me. Uh, are yeah. you all are you all even fucking thinking for a second that i got up i took care of my son i re reacted to the indie world i came with amazing thoughts we set up this whole bit for indie world wonder i held up a fucking filing cabinet i've been talking for non-stop for an hour i'm about to help jorge get a goddamn job no what you want to do is be like hey you also didn't talk about the playstation version of this i want you all to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games right now and donate a hundred dollars and think about what you're fucking doing with your life all right i mean greg it just doesn't seem like you're a big supporter of the playstation platform it just feels to me, Barrett, like, like... I didn't care about We Are OFK until I came to some <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Nintendo fanboy. we gotta go help Jorge get a job in the Patreon post show that you can get on patreon.com slash games, where you can write into the show, you can get the show ad-free, and of course, you can watch us record the Gamescast live today where we are deciding the top five developers currently making video games. Uh, you can have fun with that and be part of that and watch it live, uh, but right now, you gotta get ready for the other stuff, and so tomorrow, it's gonna be me and Tim hosting Kind of Funny Games Daily. We'll see if he can rise to this occasion. You know what I mean? Janet and me got lightning in a bottle over here, and, it, and Tim, bad. he's a half-used piece of toothpaste tube, and he just sucks. You know what I mean? You think I'm holding up a filing cabinet tomorrow for Tim? No fucking way. Uh, and then Friday, it's gonna be Tam and Tim uh, for a Tim Tam Friday. Um, if you're watching live, you're gonna get a kind of funny morning show that I'm sure they're pissed I'm 16 minutes late for, to get them to. Uh, but don't worry about it. If you wanna catch it later, youtube.com slash kind of funny place. If you wanna see everybody wrestle, youtube.com slash kind of funny games and watch KFW. Uh, this has been great. We've had a lot of fun. Like I said, banger of a post show coming up. We're gonna get Jorge a job. Uh, so until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.